Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby of Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. All right. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to 2 Peter chapter 2. 2 Peter chapter 2. Uh, last week I, I talked about being bombproof and, and, I, and I left off with the story. I would have continued the story. We just didn't have time. So uh, I'd, I'd never leave a story hanging. And uh, <laughs> I can tell who's been here before. Uh, so I, I, we're, we're gathering cattle on the Rockerby Ranch, and, and uh, or we're doing something. Honestly, I don't remember. You know, when you get to be my age, 23 just really creeps up on you, and you have a hard time remembering, you know, that far back. But uh, anyway, we're, we're riding across the pasture, and I'm flanking my dad. And uh, I, I happened to hit a little, well, it was a mountain in West Texas, so it was just a little rise. And uh, so I was on the peak of this mountain and I look over to my right where my dad should have been because it's brushy and big pastures and stuff. And all I see is dust going everywhere. And I'm not talking about from a whirlwind or something like that. I mean, there is something going on over there. And you know how something in the back of your cowboy brain says, man, you might need to go check on that. So anyway, dirt was stirred up everywhere, and uh, I, I, I struck a long trot over there, and I'm weaving through the brush and everything, and, and I get over there, and I see my dad on the ground. That wasn't the most amazing part. The most amazing part was he had roped a calf, and I don't remember what for, on a horse we called the Red Colt. He was about 12, but he started out as the Red Colt, and we just called him the Red Colt from from then on out and that red colt did not like my dad that horse never bucked with me and it never did not buck with my dad but dad was riding the red colt that day and he reached out there and roped a big old calf by the neck and that horse went to pitching and and I honestly don't I don't think dad came off I I think he actually got it roped and then went to step off when when the horse blew up so I get there and this horse is bucking and this calf is running and it is just a deal and dad's just standing there like this so I ride up beside him, lean on my saddle horn, and got some popcorn out. Started watching, you know, started watching the show, right? And uh, anyway, but before it was uh, about the time everything settled down, I never even looked at Dad, and I said, how's it going? <laughs> he never looked back, and he goes, looks like that colt needs a little more desensitizing. I said, maybe a little, maybe a little. So I was thinking about that story whenever uh, I, I was on probably the best horse I ever had. He came out of Chihuahua, Mexico, and his name was Hanos. And uh, Hanos would not be put on a calendar unless it was an Ace Reed calendar. Uh, it's the ugliest horse you've ever seen in your life. Uh, it, it, he... He looked like somebody had a Mr. Potato Head horse conglomeration. Uh, he's just ugly. I mean, he wasn't colored nice. I, I don't even know what color he was. And I, I guess Gruya could be the, uh, he, he was ugly color. He was ugly color. And so, uh, and, and anyway, I'd reach out there and, and I had roped a calf. And of course, I was tied on. So, you know, in, in the West Texas brush with all the mesquite, 
um, your ropes aren't very long because you, you got nine feet to, to rope something in. And so I had roped this, this calf and I had got off on the left side and I went to flank it and it, and it ran around. And so I, I've got the rope and everything, so I'm trying to stop him, right? And so that puts a bend in the rope. And Hanos is facing me because I'm pulling on the rope and that calf runs right between his front and back legs, tied on. And I was like, well, this is gonna be interesting. Just follow me around, it's a lot of fun. Anyway, that calf went right underneath him and Hanos just kind of, uh. And then that calf circled around to the front and now his front legs are wrapped up. And I thought, oh, this is gonna be bad. It's a pretty big calf. Anyway, oh, Hanos, he just backed up and he felt that rope and I just knew he was gonna blow up. And anyway, he started kind of backing up and I went over there and I went to try to flank that calf before more of a wreck happened and Hanos just kind of lifted his leg up. Just stepped over the rope like, do I have to do everything for you, cowboy? <laughs> you know, Hanos wasn't a fast horse. His name probably should have been Maple Syrup, but I didn't name him. He wasn't a pretty horse. Might have should have named him Caleb, but I, you know, I didn't name him. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Didn't recognize you with that lid on there, buddy. He wasn't even a strong horse. You know, there's just nothing special about him. But that horse was as close to bomb-proof as I've ever seen in my life, as I've ever seen in my life. It's easy to talk about a horse being bomb-proof. Would you say that you're bomb-proof? Would you say that your life is bomb-proof? Because, you know, and, and I, I looked at how many people watched the YouTube video from last week. Y'all need to repent. Uh, like a thousand of you need to repent. But anyway, we talked about having a bomb-proof attitude last week. This week, we're going to talk about how to have a bomb-proof life. When things go haywire, foobard, or the proverbial excrement has flown into the oscillating turbine. Do you freak out, geek out, or just get out of Dodge? Or maybe... God has not just given us a recipe for a bomb-proof attitude, but a bomb-proof life. See, I think God tries to desensitize us, just like we do with our horses. And when we do that, it's in the best interest of the horse. Just like Mitch talked about, you know, we can't plan for every eventuality, but we can be prepared for as many eventualities as we can see. And in 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 20 through 22, Peter talks about being desensitized, how to live a bomb-proof life. And I love it when the Bible speaks plain, clear, and doesn't cut any corners. And Peter's one of them. He made lots of mistakes. He's one of my heroes. But you know what? He was at full stupid no matter whether he was doing it right or doing it wrong. And I think God loved that. That's why he was one of the inner three. He wasn't afraid to make a mistake. I don't think he went around trying to make mistakes. Because I think Peter and me, we have the same philosophy. Everybody's, you know, I've been accused of people saying, well, you know, you just think you're always right. 
Well, of course I think I'm always right. Why would I be wrong intentionally? Right? Now, time does prove that I might have been a little misguided sometimes. Just a tad, not a lot. But I do think I'm, you know, right most of the time because I, I, I try to follow God and I try to do things his way. Peter was the same way. In 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 20 through 22, Peter says, And when people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and then get tangled up, and get tangled up and enslaved by sin again, they're worse off than before. It would be better if they'd never known the way of righteousness and to know it and then reject the command they were given to live a holy life. They prove the truth of this proverb. A dog returns to his vomit. Man, what an illustration, right? Kind of that shock and, and, and awe, you know? I mean, he's saying that, that when we come to Christ... And we see all the glorious stuff that he's given us. And yeah, it's a hard trail. It's double tough trail. But man, we, we're always looking for a way off that trail to go back to that easy life. That when we do that, man, it's like a dog returning to its vomit. It is eating something that made it throw up and it feels better. And then it goes back and eats it again. That's rank. That's rank. See, if you want to live a bomb-proof life, don't get tangled up again. Don't get tangled up again. You were freed from sin by the death of Jesus Christ. So why do we keep going back to it? The very thing that enslaved us, that was the recipe for death, Jesus comes and you know, he drags us out of the quicksand and we're like, thanks Jesus, and we turn around and walk right back into it. Why? It's probably because that old devil puts a ding-dong right in the middle of it. He's like, here, sinner, 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 sinner. You know what I mean? And we fall for it. Walk right back into it. And they were like, Jesus, help me. He just rolls his eyes, right? He's like, why did you do that? I don't know. You were freed from sin by the death of Jesus Christ. So why do we keep going back to it? You know, it, it's hard enough to walk away the first time. You know, it's double hard to walk away the second time. And it's ten times as hard to walk away a third time. Eventually... You won't walk away. Your heart will hard, harden. The Bible talks about that, having a hard heart. Don't be that fella. Don't be that cowgirl. Man, you were set free. Go live a free life, man. Does it mean, did I say go live an easy life? No, 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 no. There ain't no ding-dongs out there in the, good, in, the, in the narrow trail. But there is steak and taters. What's good for us? You want to be bomb-proof? Quit playing with fire. You cannot control sin on your own. You think, man, I'll just do this one time and then I'll, and then I'll stop. And then the next time, you're like, I'll just, I'll just do it one more time and then I'll stop. I'll give my life to God. No, you won't. That's what you said the first time. Quit playing with fire. You can't control sin on your own. It's bigger than you are, but it ain't bigger than God is. You'll either cons be consumed by it or freed from it. And you can't have both. You can't straddle the fence, cowboys. You can't straddle the fence. You want to know how to live a bomb-proof life? Quit getting tangled up in that same old stuff, man. Quit getting tangled up in the same old stuff.
You know, where I, my, our ranch in Texas is uh, kind of right in the middle of Pecos and Monahans and, and Fort Stockton out there in the middle of it. And it's right on Kinosa Draw. And Kinosa Draw is the main outlet from the Glass Mountains to the Pecos River. And anytime, it will not rain in Kinosa, but it'll rain near Alpine and Fort Davis. And these floods will come down Kinosa Draw and they'll be quarter, it'll be a quarter of a mile wide out there in the desert. And it brings every piece of barbed wire, tee post and fence right down it. There is no way you can clean that thing up. And that was my horse pasture. And people are like, hey, why you put your horses in there? I said, because they ain't stupid. They're not going to walk out there and get in wire. They, you know, they may do it once but they never do it again. They never do it again because they watch where they're going. They're not going to get tangled up again. If a horse has that kind of knowledge, why can't we? Why can't we? If you want to live a bombproof life, don't get tangled up. The second thing, if you want to have a bombproof life, you've got to understand something, man. And, and this is, I, I'm just going to say it. God's not out to get you. God is not out to get you. Well, I guess God is just punishing me for all of this stuff that I've done. No, he ain't. He punished his son 100% for your sins. You probably doing it to yourself or you're just suffering the consequences, man. You know, you bend the two metal tines out of a fork and stick it in a light socket and you get shocked. God is not punishing you, stupid. I, I mean, God hates me. I stuck my fork in a light socket and it shocked me. You know, when you take your yellow hot shot and you try to flirt with your wife and give her a little zap, God is not punishing you. She is. She is. God had nothing to do with that. God's not out to get you in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. We're just, you know, we're one page over because Peter's still, man, he's, he's, he's giving us the good stuff. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. He says, Peter says, he does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. God, God is not out to get you. He does not want anybody to be destroyed. He, he don't kill people. He saves people. You know, we, we wonder why, how did this happen to me? Have you ever seen what we eat? We've been eating, we've been snacking on ding-dongs for so long. Man, that stuff ain't good for you. You need some long x inch beef, Right? few of you might like chicken that's okay we don't have that <laughs> but you can go somewhere and get you some <laughs> he does not want anyone to be destroyed but wants everyone to repent you know when, when I'm working with a new horse and I'm desensitizing I use my equine slash bovine terrification device it's a little flimsy rod about this long. It's got a flag on it. I use one side of the flag for horses, and I use the other side of the flag for cows. That was funny. <laughs> Y'all need to get some Red Bull or something. I've had three. <laughs> you know, I, I, I wave it around at them, and I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not trying to hurt them. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to teach them that they ain't got to be scared of that little flimsy flag. They can't do nothing to them. And really, when I'm waving it around and being a ninja and practicing my samurai swordsmanship with this flag and all that stuff, eventually them horses will be like, I'm tired. 
And when they quit, guess what I do? I quit. And then I walk up and I rub them with it. And they may jump around a little while, but eventually they're like, whatever, do your stuff with your little old silly flag. I'm tired of running around. Man, why can't we be like that? Because I think God's doing the same thing with us with some, with, with some situations. He ain't trying to destroy us. He's like trying to say, hey, man, why are you running around with your hair on fire, freaking out, when all I want you to do is just relax? Just relax. This thing can't hurt you. I'm in control of it, and I ain't going to hurt you with it. You know, I wave it around, not to prove how scary I am, but to prove that I'm not, and that that horse can trust me. No matter what it looks like is going on, he can trust me. Why can't we do the same thing with God? Because he ain't out to hurt us. He ain't out to destroy us. It says, he does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. You want to be bomb-proof? That R word. Repent. Repent. You know, I mean, repentance is preached all the time, but maybe it's just by a means by which we finally relax and stop running around freaking out all the time. Right? Maybe, maybe and I'm not saying that that's the definition of repentance, but I think it's a part of it, is, you know, when these cowboys are working these horses, you know what they're waiting on? They're not waiting on them to turn their back. If they turn their back to the cowboy, he's going to make them run. But you know what? When they stop and they turn and they look and they take a step forward, everything stops. And isn't that what repentance is? It's turning our back on sin and facing God and walking towards him. Relaxed. Man, you ain't got to do all this running around and freaking out over everything. Just relax. Turn away from sin and walk towards God. Maybe even lick your lips a little bit. That's a good sign. We need to learn to relax. And that leads us to the last thing, if you want to live a bomb-proof life. And it's found in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 14, just a few verses down. Make every effort to be found. Isn't that cool? Make every effort. That means go full stupid, okay? Make every effort to be found. And I think a lot of Christianity is, is like, well, I know what's the right thing to do, and if somebody's watching, I'll do it. No, God wants to walk up on us and find us doing this next part. Make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. Make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. And you know what? There's only one way to be pure and blameless. By the grace of God found in Jesus Christ, there is no other way. Listen to me. When he says, by living a pure and blameless life, it, that does not mean that you can ever be good enough. That does not mean that you've got to be perfect it doesn't mean that, you, that you'll never make a mistake or fall flat on your face. That, that's not what that means. That means a pure and blameless life is only found in giving your entire soul to Jesus Christ who died for all those sins, all those mistakes, and all of that. It means saddling up and turning everything in your life 
over to the one that has already defeated death and offered a king's inheritance just for saying, saddle up and ride with me. Let me be your God and I'll be your pard. Man, God, I don't like organized religion. You know, and it ain't about all that. Religion is God's way of getting to man. Grace, or religion is man's way of trying to get to God. Grace is how God gets to man. And that's what he wants us to ride in, is grace. Grace and mercy. You want to be bomb-proof? You want to learn how to live for peace? Quit getting so dang caught up in all these first world problems. Okay? There are people starving to death, people getting their brains hacked out with machetes, and we're freaking out about stupid stuff over here. Stop it. Stop it. These are all first world problems. Some people would die to have our problems. They pray for our problems. And we're letting them consume us. Quit acting like a spoiled brat over everything and anything. This life does not resolve around you, cowboy. Quit acting like a spoiled brat. You want to live a peaceful life? There, there ain't no peaceful spoiled brats. Why y'all whispering? Not really. I'm joking. You know, some of y'all acting like a Craigslist chestnut mare barrel racing prospect hiked up on alfalfa and sweet feet all the time. Well, you see the whites of your eyes just walking around looking for something to be offended about or, or get upset about. Man, stop that. It ain't worth your time. It ain't worth your life. It ain't worth your soul. Yeah, I've seen what you post on social media. I have. Stop. Share a silly cat picture. Share a cowboy wreck. That's better. Yeah, I've heard you naming and blaming like you've got everything figured out. Stop it. You don't have everything figured out. None of us do. God does. Follow him. We all need a big slather of DMSO on that chap town quarters that we walk around. Seriously. Man, we just got to stop. Man, we got to live some peaceful lives, folks. And you can't live a peaceful life if you're getting wound up about anything and everything. And I'm preaching to the preacher right now more than y'all, I guarantee you. Because you want to see a world-class grade A papered freakout? Follow me around. I get her done, but I'm trying to stop. And I'd really enjoy it if y'all came on that little journey with me. Man, let's love each other. Seriously. Let's just love each other. We ain't got to agree. We ain't got to agree on everything. And the worst thing in the world is letting anything come in between the body of Christ. We're, we're, we're Two cowboys that ride for God are squabbling. Let's go to God in prayer. God, you ain't going to let us get out of this pen until we can prove that we've heard you, followed you, and trusted you, and only you. Give us a calm spirit and the guts to ride the narrow trail to the end. God, we've got a bad case of the squirrels, and it is time we get back in the saddle and start focusing on what is really important and meaningful, and that would be your son. And it is in his name I pray. Amen. Uh, before, before I leave, thank you, uh, we have volunteer opportunities. You know, some of you can't go out and rope a, a yearling in the pasture, and I get that because that's like all we do. And, uh, but if you'd like to get your toe in the water with some ministry, if you feel like God's calling you to something bigger, and I'm really talking to y'all locals here, and uh, 
that we have partnered with Eagles Nest Ranch. They do some great stuff with horses and, and uh, they, they try to give back to our first responders and stuff like that. And they do these buckaroo days that, that is, is a way to say thank you to, to all of those people that take care of us that, you know, we see them driving around, but man, at a moment's notice, man, they'll throw themselves in harm's way. They're like the rodeo clowns. That, that sure enough take care of us and, and Eagles Nest Ranch has taken it upon themselves to show the love of God through, through saying thank you. And they have another Buckaroo Days coming up this next week and, and they, they need some volunteers. And uh, so if that might be something, if you're just like, well, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know, man, go talk to them, okay? Just go talk to them. Give it a try, give it a try. I see so many people that it's just like, well, I don't know if I can do that. Well, you don't ever know till you toe stirrup, throw a leg over the candle and take a deep seat. Go give it a shot. You might be surprised. The other thing we got is the Long X Ranch Cowboys. That ministry right there, the Long X Ranch Cowboys, is people spread out all over the world that receive a devotional every week, that we have conference calls where we come together like a family, and, and we all try to grow. We've got a, a private Facebook group where people can, they posted some pretty serious stuff in there, and we all, we all rally around them, man. And... Uh, it's a subscription-based. It's $10 to $500. We, and we, we didn't make those up. We just, you know, some people wanted to give more. You can give whatever, whatever hurts. That, that's what I usually tell people. They say, well, how much should I give? I said, well, just give until it just stings a little. And 100% of that money goes to our ranching operations where we raise beef cattle, high-quality beef cattle, and we give it to hungry folks that need it. It's an endeavor worth joining if you'd like some more information, just go to savethecowboy.com. Click on Become a Long X Ranch Cowboy. You won't, be, you won't be disappointed. Love every one of you. Glad to see you. Hopefully, we'll see you back here next week.